Alrighty. We are ready to go. Welcome. New Testament Friday. We apologize for loading up late, but uh, I was uh, under the weather Tuesday evening. I got a bit of a scratchy throat. Uh, Wednesday, I powered through it. Thursday, I got sicker. So, um, and here we are, Friday. I'm doing the recording for you. Got some great stuff going on here. Uh, we got our Bible reading in the New Testament. <clears throat> I discovered the cough button, as you can see. And uh, we um, are reading in Matthew 10 and Mark Eight, but we've passed the 800 plays mark. We're well over 800 now. Yeah, that's awesome. That is amazing. We are coming to you live from the bowels of the Barksdale Communication Complex. And we are so glad you are joining us here for Wake Up to the Word. <clears throat> So we need to uh, get into this uh, right now. So where's my, there it is. Let's get ready to rumble. Get into the word and get in there right now. So we got, we got um, Matthew chapter 10. My phone always makes noises. It's attached so I can't even mute it or else... Uh, my other sounds don't work either, so I, I get uh, kind of caught in a uh, in a little uh, conundrum here, not sure what to do. So uh, you might hear some other sounds from my phone, which uh, sound like Star Trek things, which which will be okay. So, <clears throat> all right, here we go. So chapter ten covers uh, several things: uh, twelve apostles. Jesus picks his twelve apostles. Uh, Jesus sends out the 12 apostles, um, the persecutions come and he warns of, <clears throat> says, Has, have no fear, no peace, but a sword. And then he talks about rewards. So 10 is jam packed with stuff. There's no doubt about it. I got something coming up here, so I'm not sure what's going on. So we'll just keep, we'll just keep going. All right. I am recording. Yes, I am. Okay. So the 12 apostles, it says, uh, and he called to him, to, to him, he called to him, his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out. He, uh, he, uh, healed every, give, gave them, uh, and to heal every disease and every affection. The names of the 12 apostles are these. And so then it goes through the 12. Now, earlier, we had him selecting his apostles. The problem was he didn't designate them apostles. He had a whole group of disciples that were walking with him. And disciples, as you may or may not know, means student or learner. So they were just some of the disciples. They were within the group of disciples as he called them to follow him. That group <clears throat> was very large. Um, he had lots of disciples. And, but these 12 he selected as apostles, and that's a different word, different name. And they, apostles means sent out ones. So yeah, I found that cough button. That's going to save you uh, from having to hear me cough. So, um, so these 12 he sent out, he gave them authority, spiritual authority, over disease and over um and over demons and uh 
And so he sent them out. So the 12, uh, Jesus sent out with instructions. Uh, it says, go nowhere among the Gentiles. That is an interesting verse in that um, Jesus is sending them out just to the Jews. They are going out to Jewish communities, towns that are Jewish towns, and they are bringing this message. Proclaim as you go, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is the message they were giving. And so what does that mean? What did that mean for those people that received it? I don't know if they all understood it. I don't know if the apostles went and uh, described it. But the truth of the matter is, is the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They were doing the preliminary road of telling people that Jesus was going to be coming into your town. The kingdom of heaven, the king is coming. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Wherever Jesus goes, wherever Jesus resides, wherever Jesus is, is lifted up and raised up as king is his kingdom. Obviously, there's a spiritual kingdom and there's a dynamic to the kingdom of God that is a uh, here now, but not yet. So uh, that's the theological terminology is that the kingdom of God resides here because the spirit of God indwells believers. And in this case, Jesus Christ was walking with people. He was there on earth. So wherever Jesus was, the kingdom of God is advancing. And so for us, the kingdom of God advances when we advance the kingdom because the spirit of God indwells us. So we, we, have, uh, we have a choice uh, as the Spirit leads us to obey or not obey and advance the kingdom of God through our conversation, through our engagement, through our obedience, or not when we don't obey, when the when the Spirit nudges us. So uh, there's an interesting dynamic. We're going to get to that later. I'm going to give you a little, uh, little uh, preliminary. Um, Galatians uh, chapter 2, I believe it is, um, <clears throat> and... Uh, um, I think it's verse nine, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there quickly. But you start to see that um, there's a different apostolic calling for the twelve apostles as opposed to the New Testament apostles like Paul and Barnabas and Timothy and and a whole bunch of them. Uh, Galatians two nine and ten kind of denote that it says, and when James and Cephas and John, these are part of the 12 apostles, and, and a real big disclaimer here, um, uh, James and Cephas and Peter and John, who seem to be pillars, pillars of the 12, perceived the grace that was given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me. This is the apostle Paul with Barnabas that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the Jews, to the circumcised, is how he puts it. <clears throat> Only they had asked us to remember the poor and everything I was eager to do. So um, there's a, di a dynamic that goes on that the 12 apostles, at, at the time that the church began and God called Paul, there's two different types of apostles. These 12 apostles that Christ commissioned through uh, his ministry, and there's never be another 12 like the 12. But now there's an apostolic calling on people to move the church forward. The, 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 
the New Testament church forward. And that's Paul, Barnabas, Timothy. There's like 11 others listed in the New Testament that are called apostles. Um, and so uh, that's a whole other teaching. And we'll get to that when we get to that. So um, I'm getting messages on my computer. So I'm trying to uh, make sure that they're not important. So we'll uh, we'll keep going. Um, <clears throat> so that's a little dynamic that goes on here. But we have these 12 apostles that are going from town to town and they are talking about uh, the kingdom of God is at hand because Jesus is going to be coming. Um, and we see that in a few few chapters later, uh, a few uh, sections later here, and I'll get to it in a second. But first, uh, he sends out the 12, kingdom of God is at hand. <clears throat> I'm going to cough again. So, um, so in 16, he says, behold, I mean, this is verse chapter 10, 16 of Matthew. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, in their synagogues. So they are, these are Jews that will be rejecting their message about Jesus. Um, so it says, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. So it says, when they deliver you over, do not be anxious about what you're going to speak or say. He says, for, and this is 20, for it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So the spirit of God will come and speak through you. So don't be anxious when you get into these circumstances. And and listen to this verse 23 down here. It says, When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next, for truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Now, some people look at that verse and say it is a return of Christ verse, but it is not. It's not a return of Christ verse because Christ is telling them that he's going to go through those towns too. So you're going to, you're going to go through, you, you won't have gone through your last town before I start my journey through those towns. So that's what he's telling them. The Christ, the son of man before the son of man comes. Um, so it says, he goes on to teach, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? So what he's saying is, if they reject you, they're going to reject me, but don't worry about it. You just keep moving and I'll come through. Before you get through with your tour, I'll be starting and following up. So... Um, tells him to have no fear because <clears throat> he tells him, you know, don't, don't think, don't fear men who can just hurt your body. He says, rather fear the one who could destroy both soul and body in hell. And I really should look up that word destroy there and do a little deeper, deeper dive into it because I'm not really sure, uh, the word is completely, and I'll, I'll do a follow up on that and come back with it next week. So uh, I'll make a note here in my little notes, my little program notes, and uh, we'll look th we'll look that up. 
So, um, uh, not peace, but a sword. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come, this is uh, verse 34. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So the interesting term Whoever does not take his cross and follow me, we know is take up your cross daily and follow me. <clears throat> Here's the interesting thing. Interesting part of, of that is Jesus hasn't gone to the cross yet. I mean, we look at that and say, take up your cross daily and follow me. And we go, oh yeah, Jesus went to the cross. He was ready to go to the They didn't know that. When he first said this to them, they didn't know it. So what did it possibly mean to them? They may not have locked it in until afterwards, but Jesus' mission was the cross. What he was called to in life was to go to the cross. From the time of his birth, the goal, the mission was the cross. For us, our calling, our mission is to be the ambassadors of Christ through whatever our life is, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, make disciples. That's our mission. We have to take that up daily, no matter what our circumstances, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. That's our mission. Take it up daily in whatever your circumstances are, whatever your job is, whatever your life circumstances, whatever your household circumstances are. Take up your cross daily, your mission daily, and follow him. Then there's rewards talks about, you know, your rewards are in heaven. Whoever receives you receives me. Whoever receives me receives him who I have sent. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. The one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. Whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. So... That's 10. We're going to zip over to Mark now. What are we doing on time? We're right at the midway point. <clears throat> Mark chapter 6. It's interesting because there's a doubling up. Uh, right away, uh, Jesus rejected in Nazareth. Uh, but Jesus uh, chooses the 12, which we've already talked about. And then there's the death of John the Baptist. Jesus feeds the 5,000. Jesus walks on water. And Jesus heals someone sick in Gennesaret. So... Um, we're going to start off here with Jesus in Nazareth, for he went away from there and came to his hometown and his disciples followed him. So now he's going on his journey, starting in Bethlehem, uh, his hometown. And, uh, on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astonished saying, where did this man get these things from? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hand? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and, and Joseph and Judah, Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. 
And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except his hometown. So <clears throat> several things going on here. First of all, uh, our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters will say that Mary was a perpetual virgin and Jesus had no brothers and sisters. This clearly is saying he has brothers and sisters. The context cannot be taken any other way. Uh, it's not talking about brothers in the faith. It's not talking about brothers and sisters who believe the same way as him is clearly clearly talking and and you have to be will willingly ignorant to not read that and believe that is talking about jesus brothers and jesus sisters okay um the uh, the uh the other uh attempt on this is to say that um joseph was older and already had children when he married mary and these are Jesus' stepchildren, stepbrothers and sisters. There's no, there's no evidence of that. There, there's, there's, there's no historical uh, record of that. And the this context does not look at this as though they're stepbrothers and sisters. They're people from another family that really aren't his brothers and sisters. These are his family. These are his brothers and sisters. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that just does not help the virgin birth. Perpetual virginity of Mary is what, what they're trying to say. Mary had no more children, that Joseph never uh, went to bed with her. And again, the Bible does not back that up. The Bible really says exactly the opposite. So um, that doctrine has big issues when it comes to Scripture. Um, so Jesus sends out the 12. That is uh, what we already went through in Matthew, so I'm not going to revisit that. Then we have the death of John the Baptist. Uh, they say he was Elijah. They say he was a prophet. But John was uh, <clears throat> um, uh, too, too honest for his own life. <laughs> Uh, John went ahead, and you may have seen it in the, in the Chosen, how he says, I'm going to go tell him. I'm going to go tell Herod that he's doing wrong. And Herod's sleeping with his brother's wife, and uh, and and uh, he's going to go tell him. So uh, Herodias, uh, that's, that's the woman they're talking about. She didn't like that he was pointing out their sin, didn't care for that. And so he, he um, she wanted him uh, dead, but Herod knew that that John was a prophet and he did not want to get uh, he didn't want to get engaged in this spiritual battle he didn't want to get in in the wrong uh wrong um light there with that um so he 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 uh he avoided it he avoided it John was in jail um but then Herodias's daughter went and danced very beautiful if you read the story you understand and she was a total setup. She told him, "You, I'll give you whatever you want. You're, you're such a beautiful girl. I'll give you whatever you want." And she, and her mother had coached her, and she said, "Give me the head of John the Baptist on a plate right here, right now." Can you imagine that? They, he sent someone right away to go down to the jail, cut his head off, bring his head up here. John probably sleeping in the jail. Guy comes in, cuts his head off. He's all done. Into glory with Jesus. Uh, in, into glory with the Father, and he's he's uh. And his head's brought in on a platter. So <clears throat> the next coming up is Jesus feeding the 5,000. 
And uh, you've heard this, and there's other accounts of 4,000, but this one, he brings them out and teaches them out, uh, out um, far away from a town. And uh, there's 5,000 men there. There's probably more people. Um, and they want to feed them, and they're going to say, the apostles say, you know, send them away to a town so they can eat. And he goes, oh, you feed them. You feed them. So what do they got? They got five loaves and two fishes, and Jesus prays. And starts to distribute it. And everybody gets their fill. And there's 12 baskets left. Very cool thing. Feeds a 5,000. And gets a basket for every single one of those apostles. Each one of them. Just because um, of their doubt, I think. See, I, I can provide. I can provide over and above. And even extra. Um, more than you'll ever imagine. I can provide it. <clears throat> so then he sends them on a boat to Bethsaida, and of course, he takes the scenic route. Um, he walks on the water to go. And uh, interesting, it says, he meant to walk right past them, there in verse 48. He meant to walk past them. He was just going to go past them and, and get over there on his own and, and meet them when they arrived. They saw him. They thought it was a ghost. They cried out. He says, oh, take heart. Uh, it's me. Don't be afraid. And uh, he got into the boat with them. Uh, the wind ceased, and they were utterly astounded. They did not understand. They still didn't understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. And why were their hearts hardened? I think because Jesus said, uh, here, each one of you take a basket. I, I get 12 baskets. Each one of you take a basket, and uh, you figure out what, what to do with that. And and I think they've they felt like those 12 baskets extra were like uh, in your face kind of a thing. I don't know. I'm assuming. I'm, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm, um, he's kind of sh showing them the power of God. And, but in doing that, it's a huge reflection of their lack of faith. And I don't know that I wouldn't have felt exactly the same way. It, it's, that's kind of the human condition. So, uh, Jesus goes on and he heals in, uh, the sick in Gennesaret. And, and, um, I, I found it interesting. Is this the place where I saw it? Um, and, uh, well, this might not be where I had seen it. So, um. Oh, oh, this was prior to the 5,000. He says, the apostles returned to Jesus, told him all that they had done. They had just gone on their mission, town to town to town. And, and they said to him, uh, and he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. That's important. Um, Jesus understands. They just went on a mission. They just went on a journey, going town to town. The kingdom of God is at hand, casting out demons. They went on a real a real, a real, uh, mission journey. And, um, and, uh, and Jesus understands that they need rest. So they went away and then, then the people came up after they got some rest and he fed the 5,000. So, uh, then he goes to Gennesaret, um, crossed over to the land and, and, uh, and moored on the shore. And when they got to, they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him, ran, <clears throat> about the whole region and began to bring pe sick people in their beds. And uh, wherever he came in the villages and the cities and the countryside, 
They laid the sick at the marketplace and implored him that they might even touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched him were healed, made well. So uh, apparently the apostles' mission was successful because when they said the kingdom of God is at hand, they knew Jesus is coming. They, they, that, that mission was successful because as soon as he arrived, they came. They understood. They were, they were ready to go. And so sometimes you wonder, how did the word get out so fast? It's because Jesus sent out the 12. Jesus sent them out on that pre-mission run to let them know he's coming. The kingdom of God's at hand. It's going to be coming through to your town. So that's what I got for you today on New Testament Friday. We're glad you're here with us. We're glad that you have joined us. And sorry again that I was late, but I was under the weather. Feeling better now. Got my cough button in order, so hopefully you didn't hear any of the coughs. And uh, we are so happy that uh, we're done for today. And uh, have a great weekend. See you on Sunday. If you live in the Palm Coast area, come join us at Life Coast Church, 1030. We meet in the Matanzas High School Auditorium. And we are in a series from Passover to Pentecost. And this is going to be week four. Come on, join us. We'd love to have you. Bye-bye. I'll be back.